on this week's episode, we have Dr. Devin Carroll of Enview. Um, this episode truly dives into some of the opportunities that we really don't see too often when it comes to sports field management or golf course uh, maintenance. There are just so many things out there that uh, Devin really touches on, whether it comes to research, whether it comes to marketing, whether that comes to just different opportunities to better promote and better be a part of this industry as a whole. And it's truly an awesome episode where you get to hear uh, from one of the industry's best at such a young age who's accomplished so much in her time. Um, And one of the big things we actually dove into was at the event, um, we were able to uh, attend the women's luncheon where she was the uh, keynote speaker for. And uh, just to hear her story and how she truly... um, was inspired by others in the industry and the, the and everything that came from her work and what it her sort of journey was through this industry to get to this point at Enview. Um, being able to talk with her over the years about her research and the things that she did uh, from Penn State to the University of Tennessee, uh, it's truly, it's just, it's always great to catch up with her and to see what she's up to and uh, what the future holds you know um and it's truly an exciting time for her being a part of envy and really just uh being an advocate for all of us uh in all of her work you know there are so many people that we rely on in this industry and uh devin just does a phenomenal job showcasing really how important these companies are to us and how they help us through so many different things whether that's uh issues with supply chain shortages or other things that uh, you know, bringing in the next generation and being a part of that, you know, and being able to um, inspire those younger workers that are already in the industry that are really looking for a home and really looking for a place in this industry. And it's just, it's so awesome to be able to take this time out in Salt Lake City um, with our very busy schedule. Um, we can't thank uh, Dr. Carol enough for everything that she's doing and all the time that she took out there. Um, so you guys definitely don't want to miss this episode. It's a great time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. All right. Uh, super excited to have you here. Um, we just came from the women's luncheon, which you did a phenomenal job, by the way. So thank, thank you for you. that. Um, what was that sort of like being able to showcase? I mean, obviously, we sort of were talking about way back when, when we were working on our thesis, like, how much time, energy, and effort goes into it. What is it like to sort of showcase all of that work to everyone in this industry, really? It was amazing. I mean, it's an honor always to be asked to talk and share your story, but to share something I'm so passionate about and something I think could have real industry impact was really just a phenomenal moment for me, and I hope for the other women, too. It was. It was incredible. And everything you had going on with the... I think one of the big things was, and again, it was when I first read it way back when, God, it's been like a year, you know, that's, I keep forgetting it's like time keeps moving on, but the, when you put a chart up and everybody's like, oh my gosh, like 2%, really? Like that's, that's a real thing, you know, and putting sort of an image that helps people comprehend it for some reason, but uh, I think that moved a lot of people in that room. Uh, especially, I mean, everybody that wants to this to grow and to understand everything that's going on. Um, but we were just talking about how you've moved to a new company. Well, sort of is the same, but different with Enview. And there are so many incredible opportunities out there. Um, what are some of those opportunities you want to talk about? And really just 
especially for kids like mine who are fresh 15 year olds like not knowing what's out there and again i think it's incredible to have options and show them what are some of the ones that you really think have been sort of become a forefront of what you've seen again as a turf manager and everything that you've done uh now at Enview, that would be good to hear about and learn from you specifically I'm, of course, very passionate and partial about research, and so I didn't know this as an undergrad. I went to school fully intending to be a golf course superintendent, mm-hmm. and that's a great career, but I found research, and that ended up being my passion. So yeah, for sure. There's a lot of opportunities in research from product development to you know product testing out in the field or being technical support. I've also learned on you know more of the, the industry side, there's a lot of jobs in you know, sales, marketing, um, distribution. So I think there's really just a lot more out there where if you want to be a part of the industry, but maybe 100%. not have the same, you know, field lifestyle, that there are alternatives. And you know what's really interesting about, again, seeing all those things is a lot of the women in that in that room were in sort of those lifestyles, you know. Mm-hmm. Amy Fowdy with field construction. Uh, Kelly wasn't there, but she's pure seed. Yeah, all of these different things. Like, it's... There are so many levels to it. And in my classroom specifically, I'm always sort of like, and obviously with our personal like uh, goals and what we went through, like you sort of see like at the end of people's careers, they go and work for a company. Like uh, Craig with Texas A&M went to Sod Solutions. Mm-hmm. Luke Yoder went to DuraEdge. Like there are so many things in this industry that you're provided opportunities with. And again, just sort of all of those, again, with you, uh, research is a huge thing. What has it been like to sort of take the role of uh, an ed- educational researcher, obviously there's so much that goes into it, to now being an end view and being able to do research that is so prevalent to what we're doing and everything that goes into it. What has it been like sort of making that transition to showcase those things? It's been exciting. One of the things I've learned in industry is things tend to move faster and it's rewarding in a much different way because I know, you know, we're providing solutions that help make the golf course superintendent or the field manager's life better. And Mm -hmm. it's also improving the environment, you know, for everyone. So it's a different, you know, type of invigoration, but I've really enjoyed it. And so, and again, something that's become really prevalent, especially in Northern Virginia and everything, the environmental side of everything that we're doing you know when it comes to whether you're you're working with lobbyists to try and make things better whether it's trying to improve environmental adaptations to whatever we're doing what has it been like for you sort of working with those specific aspects of your research to again make things better for the sports field manager but also again we're all stewards to again the world really when it comes to turf grass because there's so many acres and so many things that are a part of communities cities the world really um what has it been like sort of working with that environmental component to your work that's been a real shift um i don't think a lot of people realize how environmentally focused the companies really are i mean that's really at the heart of everything we do is i mean our company slogan is healthy environments for everyone everywhere and that's i mean that's really true when it comes to product development and you're always trying to, you know, put out a lower product load and how can we use less water and how can we limit the carbon footprint? And it's thinking about it in a new way because it's not only I need to deliver a solution, it's what's the fastest, easiest, most environmentally friendly way to do it. And that's a new layer compared to how I used to think about it. Again, it's ever evolving. There are so many things going on. Like uh, we just had on Megan and Haley from Texas A&M and we were talking about Dr. Straw and just the just crazy things that he comes up to research. What, uh, so Megan's working on it is, uh, there is a 
I think it's something about spray rigs and different uh, GPS and whatnot. But something that I never thought about was they have professionals. They have X amount of year, like, again, sort of experience on that. And then you have inexperienced kids. So, like, Megan is the inexperienced one operating the spray rig. So, like, they're comparing data on, like, how much of an impact it is the user compared to, again, the machines themselves. So, like, those are things that, like, I, I, I mean, I'm fascinated with, but my mind would never come up with that, you know? Yeah, that's so, a cool project. Yeah, so, like, again, there are so many things that are going on. With you, specifically, there are so many people that you're reaching. What are some of the those jobs we were just talking about that you really uh, are working with hand-in-hand hand when it comes to your work at Envy, whether that's distributors or different people when it comes to the products they're using and all of that? Yeah, so that's what's most exciting about my role is I'm kind of the middleman for everybody. Um, so I am working with our marketing team. I'm working with our sales team, our technical team. I work a lot on the regulatory side about, you for know, sure. how do these products stack up from a ta- toxicological, you know, EPA perspective. Um, also working with the packaging team. So I really work with everybody. But we, we do take a lot to heart when it comes to getting, you know, customer and end user feedback about, you know, what do you need and how can we solve the problems? And with that, I mean, when we talk about the customer and like sort of the end user, what has it been like for you taking, obviously as a researcher and feedback with all that, what has it been like taking your, again, life's work when you're at Penn State and Tennessee and all these different places and sort of putting that in a business sense, you know, trying to not only better other like aspects like the environment and obviously use wise, but like working with those people and those businesses and trying to promote what their product is and what your product is and everything that you're trying to do. What has it been like sort of transitioning that to your business at Enview? Yeah, that's been a big change. I mean, it's definitely kind of like almost putting a puzzle together where you have to make sure, you know, that all the pieces fit. But the part that I love is that it is so customer driven. I mean, there are products and ideas that don't make it because at the end of the day, you know, it's not what our customers need and want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really been interesting to kind of fine tune, you know, the what do they really want and need question. Now, obviously, you're in all areas of the industry. Um, what has it been like for you seeing, again, sort of being here at SFMA and the things that you've experienced? And I wanted to raise my hand and be like, yeah, you also won the turf ball that year that you were at. That wasn't my team, though. Oh, okay. State, I thought it was yes, your team. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we- <laughs> but again, like being able to sort of take all that into account, what has it been like for you to see sort of that growth with your work and obviously you know everyone and everyone knows you because of your work. Um, but developing those relationships and being able to sort of, like you said, you're 26 and you've done it all almost already, but being able to build sort of that collective for you and your business. I mean, they're lucky to have you by far, you know, being the young industry professional and leader that you are. What has it been like bringing that sort of to the next stage of your career? Yeah, I appreciate that. It's been amazing. I mean, you heard my story. One of my reservations early on was feeling like I wasn't going to fit in and how am I going to get this network? And in the end, I have a vast network and it's huge. And sometimes it's overwhelming in a really positive way to feel this much acceptance and that there are this many people who care about me and want to support me. And I really just love trying to share that message to some of the younger and newer ones too, that I know it's really hard at first, but this is an amazing community of people and and you'll get there too. You know, just, you just got to do it. Just got to go for it. Uh, Now, obviously on that slide, you were in a lot of different places. What have been some of your favorite experiences when it comes to your work and what you've been able to do? 
Ooh, I know okay. there's probably like a long list because like um, when I, there's like St. Andrews on there. I'll there go was top like, three. How about top three? That works for All sure. Right. Uh, the crown jewel of my graduate research was getting to present at the Finnish Greenkeepers Association in Helsinki, Finland. Ooh. Um, Finland's gorgeous phenomenal trip and um, just kind of feeling like my, re you know, the validation that my research is so important that people from other countries would care mm -hmm. um, just really meant a lot to me and kind of helped with my decision that, yeah, I want to get a PhD. For you know, sure. this makes sense. Um, second one, working the master's tournament. That doesn't need explanation. <laughs> Drop the mic. Everything's good um, to go. <laughs> and the third one was just recently I went to the Green Start Academy, which mm -hmm. was held at Pinehurst this year. Very nice. And that experience is hard to put into words. It was maybe, I, I don't know. It was so an amazing what, what is time the Green Star and everything that's going into that? Yeah, so the Green Start Academy is sponsored by Enview, John Deere, and Rainbird, and they put out applications to assistant golf course superintendents, and awesome. they choose 50 per year that they fly in, and you have this three-day intensive, you know, networking, mentorship, educational-focused conference, and... I got to speak on the women in turf thing, Very nice. which was awesome because I feel like those are the people who can really drive change. You know, they're leaders, but mm -hmm. they're also the up and coming leaders. So to get them on board was huge. For sure. Um, but the energy in the room from that group of 50 people was just literally overwhelming. That's I awesome. mean, it just invigorated me so it's much. It's awesome to have sort of that, I mean, sort of reciprocation when it comes to energy, you know, like it's. Again, I'm a high school teacher, so, and I love my kids and everything that goes into it. But there are times where you're like, you out of your way and try and do something, and you don't really get that reciprocation mm -hmm. when it comes to energy or like different things. Like, it's time, like, time and time again, I, I'm talking to my kids. So, like, after like a field of the year or something, like, you need to understand, guys, that this is like you're going up against professionals, you're doing stuff that high school students don't do, and like, this is a real industry and everything that goes into it. And it's like, Moments like when we were down to Charlotte uh, with Daniel Lazito, mm -hmm. like that that moment where you saw these kids' eyes just go, Ooh. like, this is real. Miller's not just saying things. <laughs> That's what they call me. They don't even call me Mr. Miller, so <laughs> it's just Miller. Um, but again, like, it's awesome to have that energy sort of returned with all of that. Um, for sure, for sure. Um, obviously, I saw you in Greenville. Um, and again, like, I... I, I know you understood like the the gravity of what happened there, but I, I mean that's why I drove down when I, I heard was, about it. I was like, I was right, so I'm going. <laughs> like happy to see that you were able to come down and really see all of your research and everything that went into everything like come to light, you know, at that event. And again, like obviously it happened on the golf side, but being able to come and see that firsthand had to be incredible. What was that experience kind of like for you uh, and being able to see that sort of? It was cool to see the group come together because in my earlier years in the industry, you know, I had female connections, but it was kind of here or there. There was never like a cohesive Absolutely. group. Absolutely. I, I got you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing that kind of put me on the spot a little bit with the see it, be it story, which you heard earlier, for but sure. Sarah had actually never heard that. Really? Um, she didn't remember the conversation. Well, you made her cry probably. <laughs> but yeah, because it was so organic no, awesome. and authentic, we're incredible. all crying and I was just... Yeah. That's awesome. It was a really good moment for all of us to just kind of come together and feel like, you know, this is it. We're doing it. Yeah, for sure. And again, like, uh, Lee and I gave that talk this morning. We were talking about, like, one word that this industry could really have is just the word authentic, you know? Yes. With everything and everyone that you communicate with, meet with, I mean, just have a good time with, like, 
everyone's authentic, whether that's good or bad, you know, you're going to get an authentic person that you're working with, you know? So again, it's, it's great to see things like that come to light and be a part of, you know, um, obviously a lot of things are going on. Um, now for someone working at Envy, what are some of the jobs that you guys have for kids that again, maybe don't want to do sports field management or do be a superintendent? What are some of those jobs at Enview that could really have uh, sort of a future that, again, could be thriving and a great opportunity for a, a young individual who's just getting started? For just getting started, um, typically, you know, most of our people do have a little bit of experience, you know, before they come to us, whether that be in research or actually working on the golf course. Um, but we do have, you know, you know, I'm pretty young um, with a little bit of research. You're, you're a seasoned veteran <laughs> who's 26, you know, that's... That's the best way to say it, so. But on the research side, we have quite a few jobs. Um, you know, we have field biologists who are working on testing products. We also have field development representatives who are testing the products externally across the country. Um, and then, of course, you know, our sales force is, is really strong, and there's a lot of young people there who are excited to get out in the industry that way. For sure. Um, obviously, I mean, you're, you're working to grow a business and everything that goes into it. Um, what has been some of the research that you guys have been focusing on to really benefit? And it doesn't have to be sports field managers, but uh, sort of your full conglomerate. Who also, I'll go branch out, but who are you sort of covering like outside of our industries, you know, when it comes to turf grass? Is there anyone else that you guys are focusing on or is it just turf grass specific? Um, so within Enview, we have segments in vegetation management as well as pest management and public health. Um, gotcha. So when we're looking at environmental science holistically, those For are sure. you know the other markets beyond mm -hmm. turf and ornamentals. Um, and with that, obviously, the turf. I'm assuming you're basically just turf. Is that safe to say? Or are you worth with everything? So I'm, my role specifically is in turf and okay. ornamentals. So I'm okay. pretty focused no, 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 on. No, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, what has it been like sort of, again, focusing that turf relationship with what you've developed as a doctoral student, now doctor, and again, Penn State? You're saying it's one of the largest, it's definitely the largest and one of the best. I still remember when I took my kids on a field trip and I was like, damn, like I loved Virginia Tech and Dr. Yotley, you know I love you, but damn like this is like a whole different world when it came to turf schools um what has it been like taking that and sort of being able to develop sort of the turf i guess department at Enview? that's what's been so exciting is having these industry connections those people to rely on to kind of ask their opinion i mean hey you know what do you need what could we do for you and kind of just see that you know all come together has been really cool for sure uh what are some of those things that you've been able to work on in again for first year is that right yep so in your first year uh what are some of those problems that you are sort of focused on and again we talked about environmental and everything is there anything like big that you've been working on that's already out there that we can talk about <laughs> uh not really from my side so i'm okay. more in product development okay. so i'm working gotcha. on things before they hit market gotcha. so so you're working to Again, I apologize. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, you're working to get to the, you're sort of the bridge between the researchers and the sales, correct? Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, what has it been like? Have you been able to get involved in the research? Obviously, you spent many years of your life doing research. Are you able to get involved in any way for those? Or is it just sort of, you're taking the content and the information that they're beginning and for sorry, making it into something that, again, is something that sells to the industry. Or is there, maybe I should just ask you what your job description is instead of just babbling like an idiot. So <laughs> my job description is actually 
kind of hard to describe. Okay, see, I'm not crazy. Um, you, know, I don't <laughs> you know, as we become interested in products, what I'm doing is looking at the background information and really writing the research protocols. So gotcha. what, what questions do we need to answer? You know, which turf grasses is it safe on? Which weeds does it kill? At what, at what rates? Does it need an adjuvant? So these are the questions that I'm asking and writing the research protocols. And then, you know, my colleagues are actually, you know, doing the work the research, and filtering yeah. the data back up. And then I'm coordinating with regulatory sales, marketing, you know, does this make sense? Where do we go from here? And kind of just, you know, yeah, you're the most important person. I get it. You're most important. You know what I mean, though. You know what I mean, though. It's I'm where all the I'm where all the information comes together. Yes, for sure. Which is necessary to be a business, you know, (laughs) put stuff out. So, again, that's incredible. Um, And obviously something that you talked about at the women's lunch is that part of your unwritten job is going to these different conferences and talking. How has that been for you again a year in? You were talking about you got two in December and four this month and all these things. Do you enjoy going out and seeing all these conferences and being a part of everything? What has it been like for you? I didn't know you were at the Carolina show. I was at the Carolina show. Yeah. I love it. It's really, it gives me energy to kind Mm -hmm. of keep going in a way. Reinvigoration. Yeah. My background is so turf focused. You know, I still like to get out there and, you know, connect with my network and feel involved. And so it's been really nice, you know, that conferences are a big part of, of what keeps me going and keeps me excited. And it's also where ideas come from. For I mean, sure. that's where we have these conversations and learn, you know, what are the problems? What do you need? That's that's where we get it from. Absolutely. Um, any fond, like fondest memories of these conferences? Obviously you talked about Sarah and everything, but anything that really has stuck out to you and sort of where you come from and where we're going, where you're going, sorry, not. <laughs> That's a toughie. I mean, seeing the room today was amazing. And like I said, at, at the Green Start Academy, giving that talk, just the response I got from that group made me feel so good about where this industry is headed. To see 50, well, there were a few women, but a heavily male, young group who is the future leaders be so invested and say, this makes sense. Thank you for sharing. What about this? It was just like a, we're doing doing the right thing. We're heading the right direction, yeah. right? And again, and you probably don't see it too often, but a lot of your work is dealing with sort of that next generation you know mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot going on specifically at work but i mean making connections with megan and haley and all of these kids that are coming up what has it been like sort of seeing that next generation and also how do you sort of see our industry sort of getting that next generation because obviously with our program we have kids who are looking into it and whatnot but we're just one school and it's a small school actually. So again, where do you sort of see that coming in and seeing those 50 kids become 250 or like a hundred past that, you know, like yeah. what do you sort of see being that next step? I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like it's another one of these where we need to come, you know, from all angles. And I think it's going to be small steps coming from a lot of places. So more schools like you, more events like the Little League Softball World Series, you know, more states picking up FFA. So I think it's going to be, not that those are small items, but a lot of smaller steps that are going to come together. I did love when you said break the two silos uh, earlier, (laughs) because I'm going to be honest, and I don't care who listens to it, but trying to get people to work together from both sides, it's been like impossible. You know, when it comes to GCSA and SFMA, it's like, you know, we could help each other out. Yeah, you know, like, I don't think it's because they don't want to. I think it's just because our, in a lot of ways, our networks are so separate. It's mm-hmm. how do we bridge those gaps? And I will say, I think the women have done an amazing yes, job. Yes, 100%. I mean, we all know each other. It does not matter where you exactly. work or who you work yeah. for. We are we I mean, are having one son and, uh, oh my gosh, 
I definitely remember her name, but uh, have them go to the golf event. And then I remember when they were down there, the woman from the golf event came just to support the Little League World Series team. And it was just, everyone is like, just so ecstatic and everything. So I agree with you on that. I, I'm curious, again, how do we get that sort of event or that place where we bring those two together? Because I've been trying to do stuff where like, hey, let's set up like a high school organization between the two of you. So like we're funneling in. I know uh, GCSA has the uh, green, oh, shoot, I forgot the name. Uh, like the first green? First green, thank you for little kids, you know, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. where do we get sort of both sides to come together and say, hey, let's develop a high school curriculum or let's, which SFMA has one and Kristen has done a phenomenal job, but it's set up for like a semester. So it's like, we're offering these year long things and we could be doing so much more together. Where do you sort of see us sort of bridging that gap as a turf grass industry as a whole? Sorry, I know that's a weird question and a tough question, but... We almost need some kind of labor summit or something where we get... (laughs) I I don't know how else to do it. There almost needs to be an event, I think, that's specific towards solving that problem because we talk about it at all these conferences, but they're all very tangential and they don't ever come together. I love when you have a conversation with someone and it's like, yeah, let's do it, and then just... But then it fizzles, fizzles out. So exactly, fizzles need, out. <laughs> you know, a, a task force or something, and I think we have a lot of people who want to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out kind of where that's housed and, and where is it driven. We might have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get people to listen to us, actually, you know. Which you get people to listen to. Nobody listens to me. Um, <laughs> um, has there been anything this specific SFMA that you want to talk about? Obviously, the women's luncheon was phenomenal, but event-wise, coming to these things, like, what has it been your favorite part about, again, at SFMA, if you want to give them a little shout out? Oh, the coolest part is just seeing the people and the energy. I mean, walking around here, everybody's smiling, they're saying hi, telling you about all their updates. And again, it's that reinvigoration of this industry is awesome and we accomplish, you know, great things. So just seeing that's been cool and also meeting new people. Um, today at the women's lunch, there was a, a young girl from Penn State who's finishing up her degree in turf and I hadn't met her yet. And she Very came nice. up and said hi and it was just like, wow, I just have this new connection and she has a new network and seeing that come together. I mean, I think that's my, you know, cherry on the top for this one. Again, that's, it's awesome just, again, making those connections that, in the most random way, you know? In yeah, a way. organic. Just, exactly. It just happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, research is a big part of what you've done. Uh, when it comes to, we, we were talking about all these different opportunities what would sort of be your pitch for like research being a great opportunity moving forward? Obviously for someone either who's going into their master's degree, getting a doctorate. And again, we've talked about how doctorates are a pain in the butt. Um, Still a pain in my butt. So hopefully I'll be done here soon. But um, what would your sort of like sales pitch be for that and how do you mean in the women in turf sense no, no, or do you no, mean no. more Just at large anyone who wants to do research because i have kids who we'll all be talking about sort of the sports field side of things They're like man not really and then like i'll be like well you can do this and one of the big things and i'll pull it up here for you um but we want in our program to show all avenues mm-hmm. any which way that we can if that's having people on talking about it on the podcast or just having people come out and talk about, I mean, I mean, Chris Ball from, uh, he's up with Ewing now, but he's going to come up and talk to them and show them like, this is what I do, you know, type of thing. Um, but research is one that I think sort of is one of the most underrated kinds of ways that really you can get involved and 
some of the greatest people I know uh, that are in this industry are research-based, you know. Uh, Dr. Goatley, Munshaw, all these incredible doctors Rocket. Um What would be sort of your sales pitch for, hey, you should end up doing research because you can do something like where you're in view now, where it's like you're doing a little bit of research, but really the research coming to you and you're sort of interpreting it and making this incredible business out of it. Sorry for keeping interrupting. <laughs> no. I think it's more, you know, that you can be involved in everything. So if you look at me, I mean, I'm at the sports turf conference, then I'll go to the golf conference and you have a lot of flexibility. You don't have to pick one, you know, it's lawn care, it's golf, it's research. It's a little bit of everything. And, you know, like you mentioned about what do you want to work on? Um, you know, this, the overwhelming, but also awesome thing about research is you get to pick, yeah, you know, for sure. if you're really passionate about lab work and you like a microscope, there are projects for that. And if you want to be on equipment out in the field, you know, doing something more hands-on, there's options for that. And so I just like the flexibility and one of the biggest perks and most exciting thing for research for me has been the travel, um, flying around to all these conferences, yeah. giving the talks. I mean, like I said, I'm from small town PA. There is no chance my butt would have ever been in Finland if it were not for research. <laughs> it wouldn't a, be like a random, like, I'm just going to Finland. See you later. No, and there's a long list of other cities, states, whatever, where it's like I've seen the world and it's been, you know, through research and that's really exciting. So I have talked about it. I'll just give it away. Give it away now. Sorry again for the noises. We're, they're setting up the conference, but we're trying to set up the first high school research center. That's amazing. Where we'll have a lab and a whole space for a shop and whatnot and a research screen. That's terrible rendering, but <laughs> but being able to sort of add this component to our classroom, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get, it's a big push from our county, is sort of an AP course out of it. So like- Oh, that's awesome. Dr. Kaminsky is one of the professors as well as Dr. Goatley, where they've sort of pledged to like help with it in a sense of, hey, this is the research we're going to do. And with uh, being in Northern Virginia in the transition zone, having those kids be able to run the trials that they're running in sort of a different location uh, or do their own research research and work with those professors, but try and get sort of like a, again, a collegiate level research lab course in our program. Oh, that's super. To again, yeah. show the significance of what you've done, what Dr. Kaminsky, all of the great professors out there. Uh, again, I think it's one of the most underrated things about this industry is the genetics all of the chemical obviously that you're doing work with and it's just we want to show them what that could be and you do such a great job of showing that every time you're oh, in a matter or not so that. um what and with everything obviously we try to make everything better um what are some of your goals here for the near future when it comes to your work and sort of just everything at Enview moving forward Definitely just propelling this momentum we have, you know, with w women in turf and being so environmentally focused. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in the industry over the next couple of years in a lot of ways. And I'm thrilled to be, you know, a part of that and be able to help catalyze some of that. For sure. Absolutely. Um, well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I'm sorry that it is cold in here. <laughs> Hopefully. We are in Utah. It's, it's yeah, permissible. But the, 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 there's a big door open and there's snow and... <laughs> Hopefully they pump the heat up tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, we our pioneer guys looking at us like it's not happening. <laughs> it is cold, but uh, again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, especially with everything going on and having to get out of here early and whatnot. So thank no, you so thank much. No, thank you. It's it's always an honor to talk about this. I appreciate it.